Hello, and welcome to Witchy Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Danae Sweet, and this is episode 88. Today, I'm going to share an interview I had the pleasure of doing. Um, I got to chat with three male-identifying witches. Um, They are a part of our Witchy Woman Friends group. I reached out and asked them if they'd be comfortable in sharing their experiences being a male-identifying witch in a predominantly female-identifying community. Um, I got some really cool answers and a lot of good insight into how it, how our community treats them, and um, it really made me realize I need to be mindful about my, um, about my language when I'm addressing the group or addressing you guys in general. And like the, even that term, like I just said, you guys to me, because I'm going (laughs) to, I don't know if it's a Midwest thing, but we always are like, Hey guys. And that just means everyone, um, doesn't, it doesn't attach a gender to it, but it made me think about those things that I do say like that. Like, is that excluding females? When I say, Hey guys, um, it's not something that I mean to do, but it's, is something to definitely think about. So anyway, I guess I'm not going to ramble on too awfully long. Um, other than to mention that I just posted the links. So uh, for the Patreon member, Citrine tier men- members, I added starting October 1st some new perks for you guys. So Citrine tiers in the Patreon uh, group get a 15-minute uh, one-on-one time with me via Zoom. We can do a card reading, psychic medium reading, whatever, but it's uh, it's 50 mi- 15 minutes with me every month, and then also you get uh, 30 minutes every quarter, and the quarter just happens to be starting on October 1st, so this month, Citrine tier members get a total of 45 minutes with me. Um, so uh, go ahead and if you are a Citrine member, please check out, head over to the Patreon page. Uh, the links for scheduling are in there. And if you are not a member yet and you would like to join our coven where we discuss all kinds of things, we support each other, we do spells and rituals. I share some content there first before I release to the public. So if you would like to get exclusive content, tons of readings, um, and a lot of amazing support, uh, head over to the our Patreon page. And you can do that by clicking, um, uh, going to witchywomanpodcast.com and then clicking on the Join the Coven button. Um, you can join, I think I have I know I have three levels um, you can do. So pick one of those, whichever fits for you. Any of them get you into the coven. So, okay, I'll stop rambling <laughs> about that. But I have had quite a few questions about that. So I thought I would get that said in the first bit of this uh, episode. Jesus. So I'm tired as hell. I did not sleep well last night. I redid my... Um, China Hutch. I have a China Hutch and I redid it, painted it some like badass kind of gothy look. It's black with like blue fade on the bottom or color melt on the bottom. And then I put my grow lights in there for all my baby plants. And now they have this like beautiful witchy gothy home to to grow and flourish in. I also put some of my crystals in there to amplify all this wonderful energy, plant energy in there. So, um, so I've been busy. <laughs> so if you want to check out 
any pic, I have a really cool reel that I made of the progress, um, and that's on my Instagram story. So if you're not following me on Instagram, find me at Witchy Woman Podcast on Instagram as well. I'm on Twitter. I'm not as good on Twitter, but I try. <laughs> Before I get along on to the interview, I do want to. I just want to share one more thing. <laughs> so um, lately, I see a lot of classes online. I want to like join or study because. As much as I do love teaching in the coven, I love learning. But I've come across, and I wanted to come clean with this, like, stumbling block I have had lately. So there was a class I really wanted to take. It's, like, 13 months, and it's basically, I don't know, I think witchcraft from the basics on up. And I felt like if I take this class and someone finds out that I take it, they're going to be like, oh my God, she doesn't know her shit. She's teaching. What a fucking, you know, poser. And that's why I haven't been taking classes because I'm like, oh my God, what if people think? And then I thought that was, that's really egotistical of myself. Like I had to check myself. So I did. And I thought to myself, the reason I asked myself, why do I want to take this particular class? And the answer was, I love learning different things. <laughs> so I love learning the same thing taught differently from different people. So I had to reframe how I thought about class and how I thought about taking courses that may, may seem basic. And I don't want to, and it's definitely not a basic class. It just, um, in my mind, I was like, well, if I take, you know, a monthly, do monthly work and it's all review, then am I really learning something and should I be doing this? And the answer is absolutely. Like, as soon as I checked my ego at the door, I was like, damn straight, I want to take this class. I want to take it. I want to learn the basic shit all over again, but in a different way from someone different. I want a new perspective on my craft. And so I just signed up for it. I said, screw it. I'm signing up for it because this is what I want. And um, as soon as I did, I, I checked my ego. I, I like basically gave myself a slap on the hand and was like, you know, who the hell are you to say this kind of stuff <laughs> to yourself? Anyway, so I'm taking a course. I'm super excited. I'm not going to share what courses is because I don't want, in case they don't want affiliated with me, uh, I, I don't want them angry with me. Um, and I'm not going to share what I learn in this class with anyone because it's their content. It's their hard work and this is something I'm doing just for me. So I am just letting you guys know this because if anybody out there has been practicing for 20 years or more or 10 years or more or five years or more or whatever, if you feel like you have a grasp on the basics and there's still a course that seems like um, it might not, how do I want to word it? If you're, if you're seeing a course that you're like, well, I know this is going to be a lot of review, would it be worth it? Um, Yes, it is. I love, I mean, learning, I'm sure a lot of us did a lot of the research about our craft on our own through books and, and videos on YouTube and connecting with other people online or whatever it was, but there's always another 
aside to things. So the reason I'm taking this one is because it is taught by male. (laughs) And I know, like, I have a problem with male authority. (laughs) And it's something that I set out as a goal this year. I wanted to connect to a male deity should one approach me and be open to it. And two, I wanted to kind of work through my authority issues with males. Um, So, this kind of like checks all the boxes that I need. Like I've been looking for something that I could just dive back into my practice and like relearn things in a new way. And I get to be taught by a male or males. And um, I, th- I really do feel this is going to help me work through some things so that if I so choose or if a male deity chooses to present themselves to me, um, then I I can comfortably decide whether I would like to work with them or not. So anyway, that that was a really long way to say I was being an egotistical turd and I'm not anymore. I realized my ways <laughs> when I was thinking about it and I'm diving in and I'm super excited. And this is the, this is something I have, I haven't really done anything like solely just for me that I'm going to keep to myself as far as what I'm learning and I'm really excited. So freaking excited. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. Um, that was me working through my shit. Um, and I, and I learned, I learned some things from myself. So anyway, I guess that's it. (laughs) Anyway. Okay. I'm going to get on to this, uh, this interview. I'm not going to say their last, their last names, but their first names are Gary, Hunter and Chris, and I want to say thank you so much for um, for being open to this, for dealing with t- technology and and getting the that part of it figured out. Um, so I, I appreciate your patience, and and I really enjoyed our chat. So without further ado, I will go ahead and shut my mouth and let you listen to the interview. Okay, so who wants to go first? So you kind of asking some questions? So what about, I've got some basic questions because okay. the reason yeah. I wanted to do this is because I'm seeing, because I'm constantly on social media, I'm seeing a lot of difference in the way some groups, like I've had to mention to our group a couple different times, like, hey, please use, you know, inclusive language. Don't say, hey, ladies, like in, <laughs> it's, it's not all ladies. I gotcha. And, and I'm a, yeah. And I think, often because we all you know we think which female um you guys are left out and it sucks so i wanted to have a whole episode on you guys's experience as being a witch or pagan in our community kind of like like what's your experience like i have a couple questions or nothing bad or, or really like oh no i made notes like, i was expecting like you know <laughs> lots of questions so i was like making notes and stuff Brad notes was, and everything Right? Brad was yeah. like, please don't make them talk just, about their I'm, feelings. I'm way too, uh, I'm, yeah, But it is at a point, uh, the point of uh, even a male witch is kind of getting more in touch with uh, yeah. less ego and getting into the, the feelings and not being uh, of our society saying that we have to suppress our feelings, but actually get into what maybe we used to be. See, that's why he needs witch friends. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, we're not going to do it because, like, uh, I work in a uh, field that, like, you know, your feelings, it's a bad thing. You know, yeah. you really 
quantity. Um, but in another social event, yeah, there are some there. But mm -hmm. even in regular society, it's sort of kind of hard for guys to have feelings. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're we're kind of bred that way, you know. Um, yeah. And I'm and I'm a uh, I'm an old like Southern boy, so I was raised ma'am, and you know, and even that sometimes these days it's like you know it's just not uh, it's not as inclusive, you know. Mm -hmm. um, it is. So it, it we kind of you know I had had changed the way that I thought about. Uh, especially in this uh, aspect where it's, uh, you know, hey, I, I don't have any problem. I think uh, I'm pretty in touch with my feminine side. Yes, All right. You know, enough cool. that, um, that it doesn't, you know, I'm not put off by it. Or I, I can, I've been able to kind of slide in there and, and just speak and, and more, you know, like we and as okay. a, uh, you know, as who we are. I mean, I'm still kind of, you know, figuring out where I fit in that mold as well. So. Cool. Cool. Well, I just, I have some questions about you guys' experience and I wanted, I wanted to share that because every podcast I've ever listened to that's not male hosted talks about the female side of things. Like all the ones I have in my queue talk about the feminine divine and females as witches. I don't think they've ever even, any of them that I, besides the ones that are male uh, hosted that I listen to, um, they always talk about female stuff. So I thought this was kind of important. Um, so I'm just going to go Hollywood squares and pick okay. since Hunter, you're on my top, my, my first one. Can you just introduce yourself and kind of tell what your, like what your label is, like what your practice is? Yeah. My name is Hunter. I'm a pagan green witch that belongs in the kitchen mainly because I like food, but uh, <laughs> that's, that's my practice. Okay. Love okay. gardening plants and cooking so like a green witch thing so do you involve deity are you secular or um not a specific deity but i do acknowledge them uh, okay. and goddess lord okay. and lady right okay so like a duality type omniism but like a duality thing okay cool okay so Gary, you're around the circle, so boop, you're next. Um, yeah, so, uh, so I've started my journey on this path um, since I you know, don't have a lot of people that uh, around me and, and near to me probably in uh, an immediate circle that are, um, that are, that can really kind of, I guess, relate to it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm certainly consider myself at this point a, a solitary, which, you know, practitioner, um, certainly not uh opposed to, you know, being part of a group at some point, if, if that's where the journey leads me. Cool. And uh, I, uh, I think it's always been there, uh, even longer. And I realized that I'm certainly uh, attuned to elements. So at this point, it seems like I'm a very elemental uh, witch so far. And those are cool. um, what I use uh, for, you know, during rituals and spell casting, it, it very much the elements. And it's also what I've been able to learn and actually understand and comprehend a little bit better than some of the other um, areas. Not mm -hmm. saying that uh, that I you know can move into more of a, a, a deity um, kind of direction. I've mm -hmm. started to learn a lot more about them. Um, uh, matter of fact, I did some research recently, and I'm a big fan of. Uh, if hopefully I'm saying it right, Hikate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's uh, she's pretty awesome. So I'm uh, I can see myself kind of going that way. But mm -hmm. um, a lot of the um, a lot of the deities too, I, I'm learning to have male and female kind of aspects depending on you know, who's invoking them and how do they, how, how you interact with them and form that relationship. 
So yep. it's uh, something I'm looking at as well. So far, I'm definitely an elemental uh, witch. Cool. Awesome. All right, your turn. <laughs> um, okay, so I identify as witch, but uh, solitary, a uh, little bit of green, a little bit of kitchen, a little bit of this. Um, I haven't identified myself anything besides just being a witch, uh, working a lot with uh, energies. And the, the elements are something that I feel strongly about as well. Um, and then the uh, deity that I kind of go to, to kind of follow or um, guide from, get guidance from, is Cronundos. Ooh, cool, cool. Now, awesome. he just one time just spoke out to me type idea. And ever since then, if I go into heavy meditations or if I'm looking for an answer, he appears and uh, nice. is always dominating force. That's cool. There you go. That's, that's cool that you say that. Uh, something I was reading in the book that I started reading said, hey, there's, you know, you may be looking for uh, one that you feel like you could relate to. and have, But uh, uh, it said in the book, the author said also, don't be surprised if they find you first you know so that's it was, awesome he found me um because it was kind of i saw it all of a sudden you know the next meditation i did um he did appear in it and a very dominating very uh large personality type idea um and then learn more about him and finding out uh, he follows like a lot of things in my life uh the forest uh it doesn't seem to have a lot to do with people but the animals um, there is a bit of, um, kind of a romantic, uh, side of him with a couple of the other deities. So all those things kind of went, Oh, I really like this guy. I want to know more. Uh, I'm having more of a problem finding more about him. Um, and I don't know if that's because, you know, it is the male side of it or not, but it might be that's a, interesting. Yeah. Like the small, like, and so far, there's really not been a male D. I have problems with male authority, so that's probably why I haven't connected. Yeah, I haven't connected yet with one. But like this year, that was kind of like my goal spiritually was to like try to get to the point in like mentally that I could, you know, if if contacted or had an experience with a male deity that I would be open to it and not just go eh. um, maybe step out of your comfort zone a little bit. Yeah. That was kind of like my, I'm yeah. like, okay, this is what I want to do this year. So since I have not yet. So, so far I haven't had any experiences with any, but I feel like I'm getting to a point where I'm, I'm close enough to, to like not dismiss or feel, um, domineered that's the thing I do not want to feel domineered and that's what I'm afraid of with a male deity probably just because of my mundane life but um that has something the, mun the mundane life brings a lot of ego into the male world yes. where a lot of people yeah, have sure. that problem um and I think in the the spiritual world or deity world I mean there's there's some ego but it's really everything's toned down yeah and uh, that's actually one thing that I've always had as a male is trying to, to keep away the ego to try and get into um, something a little bit more um, spiritual because the, the ego tends to block a lot of things. Yeah, it's a powerful thing as human beings. It's something you definitely try to get out of our own, own way from an ego standpoint. Yes. And be tr tricky. So if you guys, so I have no opportunity to like be in a coven because of where I'm at. But if you were approached or knew of a coven that was mostly female, because that's, I mean, 
that's just kind of, as far as I know, the, the experience of my friends and stuff that have been in covens, would you be comfortable in a buttload of females and, and being a minority in the group? Yeah, I just recently did a public ritual and there were only two guys there, so. Yeah? It, oh, wow. It's not nice. Bad. Yeah. That is um, so cool. Yeah, I, uh, get, you know, getting a little personal on this, on this, but I don't mind at all. So I, uh, last couple of relationships, um, the girls that I, that I was with, they were both bisexual and it definitely opened my eyes, uh, a lot to, you know, just how, how women, um, connect a certain way emotionally and with men. I mean, we're men, you know, we're, we're pretty simple if nothing else, you know, when it comes to that. And, um, you know, when, might, but the, the macho sorry. thing might get in the way a little bit when, you know, when women would express love for each other, even if it's just a friend, you know, they were like, no, that's my best friend and I love her dearly, you know, so they love on a different level, I feel. Oh. And uh, so the, it just helped me become a lot more comfortable with, again, my feminine side, with interacting um, with people that don't look at uh, gender as, as anything other than, nope, this person's beautiful right. because they're, they're a beautiful man or they're, you know, um, so yeah, no, that, I think that was, had a, a lot to do with being comfortable around um, a female-dominated situation presence because, you know, we were all roommates and stuff too. So, yeah, it was, it, was a good, it was a good experience. Oh, that's cool. A little crazy sometimes, but, that, you know, in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Uh, well, my life has been my mother, my three sisters, my aunt growing up. Um, then from there, basically had probably be 90% female friends. Um, I participate in a lot of uh, dog sports, which tends to be dominated by females as well. Um, so I'm very comfortable with uh, all females. I just don't think I'd want to be in a covenant um, to, I guess I have friends that if I need to, I can call upon them in any situation, mm -hmm. but put into a covenant and, and have someone kind of um, domineering or having like your, your HP kind of come down and say, here's your exercises for tonight or tomorrow or the next week. Mm -hmm. I I can handle that because I, I, I keep on constantly being told I'm different. Um, but it's kind of like, I'm different for the fact of, I just do my own thing. Um, and it's just the way I've always done it. And I, I actually feel way more comfortable with the probably 20 females in the room being the the only male versus <laughs> the other way around. And that's like, I've thought about trying to like start a coven and honestly, I don't, I am, I, I don't know if I could follow, but I don't want to lead one. I don't think like I have never had the experience of being able to just be in a coven and enjoy myself and connect with other people and not have the pressure. Cause I think leading one would be super like, but what about the formality of so, yeah. and just be able to say like you have, um, which friends that yeah. you need a spell you need, uh, to do something with, uh, any of their, our, um, holidays. Yes. Um, or you want to go celebrate Samhain with somebody, you pick them, you go out with them. You, if you want to go to the forest and have a bonfire, you can do that versus going, okay, tonight is this, I have to go here because I'm in this coven. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of leading with the, the, the world and going all these have-tos, like how much um, uh, Christmas is. I started converting my family into Yule because it wasn't all these have-tos. It's let's get together, let's have dinner, let's celebrate the, uh, the new year or the, the rise of the sun. Um, and move on it that way versus I have to get presents. I have to do this. I have to make dinner. I have to have uh, cranberry and turkey. Yep. 
I agree with that. We've been trying. So my daughter loved presents, of course. So we did like Christmas because she really loves Christmas. So I would do kind of both. So I had like one side of my house that had all of her like traditional Christmas stuff. Like I hate Christmas music. I don't like that stuff. <laughs> all that crap was kind of like on one side and then my pagan stuff and my altar and everything's on the other. So we tried to do both and she enjoyed like doing a Yule log, like that kind of became one of our traditions that we did together. Um, so I tried to do both, but this year, my husband cannot stand Christmas. He's like, it's a have to, it's a have to thing. It drives him nuts. So that's what like this year, like, oh my gosh, we don't have to do anything. Like we can just do our thing kind of on our own. Yeah. And so it's kind of a whole new freedom <laughs> of like, we don't have to. <laughs> kind of excited about it we may just lay around and watch netflix all day i don't know so that's um the way we celebrate is the way we should and that's yes. I think, going into the the pagan or anybody else is getting into it because it seems to be trendy as well oh that it for releasing the have to's and going into do what you wish yes. uh, and celebrate as you will like the first witch i've ever known uh was back in high or sorry college and when she said a uh, Samhain came up, uh, her celebration was going out and feeding the ducks at the pond. Mm -hmm. And that was it. And it felt like that felt more real and more um, comfortable than how anybody wanted to spend a holiday. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah, that what it was. And uh, I actually gravitated towards her and a couple other people I knew that were kind of witches, but I didn't know too much about all this. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a cool experience. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, I totally get like the safety and numbers thing, uh, yeah. not safety, power and numbers, power I guess. Numbers, yeah. and, and I can appreciate that for sure. Um, and that's probably the aspect of it that would attract me. But also, um, you know, I've heard in a lot of, in a lot of your podcasts and, I, and just things that I've read too, one of the things that attracted me to the craft and to take this path is, is the freedom, you know, to really be you and to learn in your own way and to, mm -hmm. um, my favorite saying, you do boo, you do uh, you boo. For sure. You know, and that, that's cool. That's a, that's a powerful thing as well. So I'm not opposed, Don, you know, to getting to know other people um, in the crowd. Because, again, I think you need to be around people that inspire you. And I, you can say that probably in a lot of different ways. In oh, life, yeah. You know? um, that's why I play music with other people is because it's cool to get together and, you know, yeah. and like, whoa, look, we, we, we did this. And, you know, it's, it's kind of and you inspire each other. Yep. Um, well, then with the music, do you uh, go with a band or do you just go and jam with whoever has instruments? Well, I do. I do uh, like solo stuff. Like, oh, sorry. Oh, no, I, I do solo stuff, but uh, and I'm in a band that actually, but I, to your point, I actually, yeah, one of my favorite things to do is to go find like a, what they call them, open jams. You mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And because uh, I've learned more from jamming with other musicians than I've ever learned from any book or lesson, you know, because it's just a, it's a universal thing, you know. Yeah. And that's how I feel about covenants and actually getting that's, uh, yeah too. Because there's so many people out there, and if you go like open jam with a bunch of witches with tarot cards, like you might learn yeah. huge amount versus the covenant who just stay, sticks to themselves a lot. Mm. That's a great analogy. Yeah, definitely. I wish we had more. Like I would like to be able. I don't know if like you were talking about the have to do the you know every we meet every so often we have to do whatever i would love to be able to have some kind of group to put together just for 
just for Sabbaths, just so I could be, like you said, just go hang out and celebrate. It wouldn't have to be anything formal. I just would love to be able to do that kind of thing, like hang out and just be weird and witchy and, you know, not have to worry about the muggles <laughs> so much. It would be fun. So I, I, someday, hopefully, you know, someday we can get it comfortable enough to go do that kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Maybe start out with a little ritual just to keep, you know, keep yeah. get get the juices flowing, and yeah. from there on, just be more of a, um, yeah. yeah, just more of a a, a, a bonding and on a yes. spiritual, you know. Food. Well, I, I have that aspect in my yours. My both two of my nieces have kind of gone to the uh, the witch uh, world as well. Uh, so we started by me going, this is going to be Yule, um, we're going to have dinner and we're going to say a little prayer to uh, a deity. We'll, we'll do tarot cards. We'll do this. And then it turned into making an altar every time. And we all brought things to the altar. Um, oh, cool. you know, we did one time a spell where we almost burnt down this statue thing that we, uh, I didn't know that would be flammable. Okay. Uh, but every single time we do something, it's kind of fun and we get memories and it was my way to connect with my nieces as well. Um, so it's, it's kind of just finding the people around you that are willing to um, do something stupid like that. Cause my aunt, my uncle didn't see nothing of all this, but yet they wrote down what they wanted and they put it into the fire and everything else went really well. And they just kind of went, cool. okay, this is different. Um, <laughs> find your, finding whoever wants to do that like just say to your people around you go who wants to do this with me and see how many people actually go oh, I'll do it right I you think know, it's you funny. might find some of the most Christian people might go I'll give that a shot it's funny like I was at the grocery store a couple weeks ago and I saw somebody and they're oh no at the gas station and they were like I, li I listened to your podcast the other day and you know blah 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 or she said something to let she said something that she wouldn't have known unless she listened to the podcast and I was like you listen to my podcast that's just it maybe mm -hmm. I'm like it's weird <laughs> you know have somebody local um but it was kind of cool I'm like maybe there's a couple people that might want to do stuff like that even if it's just go out and howl the moon just go yeah and I think there's more than than we probably than we probably think there is oh I think yeah. so I it, I'm sure all of us could probably put something on the internet and say, I'm going to be here doing this at this mm -hmm. time, but wants to join me. Um, you have the following to be able to say, you might even see people travel just to do something with you right. or somebody else in my group might just like, Oh, okay, well, let's go see what Chris is doing tonight. Right. No? I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be a lot of fun. So have you guys ever had any, like everybody's had bad experiences with people in general because we're humans, but have you had like a negative experience with being um, in the community, being a part online or not, whichever, if you're in line, you know, if you're a person, but most of us, I think most of our interactions with the, you know, pagan witchy community come from online. Have you had a bad experience? I haven't. You did? No, I have. If there, if there was, um, I've learned to just block that out. <laughs> you know, they're going to be negative whether I'm a witch or not. So right. let them live in their negativity. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't know if mine's a really bad experience, but it's more or less what I find um, kind of annoying when I go to places. I've had a couple classes where you might be the only guy there, and the first thing they'll actually do is uh, nice to have a guy in the scene. 
uh, uh-huh. the room, I think. And it's kind of like, well, okay, why do I need to be pointed out? Yeah. Uh, I'm just here to learn like everybody else. Um, but then I start switching that around going, how does that feel for a woman if she's in the same situation? True. <laughs> so it, it's, it's it that make you feel a bit more about when, when even, the the word, uh, Hey, you guys, mm-hmm. it's what it's become one of those things that, um, recently I've talked about, uh, uh, your, your, um, Facebook page where everybody says, Hey ladies start to annoy me. And I started yeah. trying to figure out why it annoyed me. And it's because, okay, I'm not being recognized as one of the guys in the group. Then I started looking right. through all the group and going, okay, there's about four of us. Right. Uh, but I can see for the guys. But then I started thinking, how many times have I said, hey, you guys? And then there was something else I started reading, looking on the internet, going like that puts down women by saying, hey, you guys. And they say it all the time. Yeah. So it, it's kind of interesting how we see that. But that that's the only bad thing I can say. Everybody's always been very welcoming and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as far as that way. Or, or them saying, hey, it's a warlock. No. no. Yeah. Yeah. So how many, how, how many of you have been called a warlock instead? I have. Yeah. But I mean, it, honestly, it was like an, I think I took it as a complimentary way because I always thought like, I don't know, warlocks, I mean, warlock is kind of rock and roll. It is kind <laughs> so of a badass word. I mean. It didn't bother me at all. Um, you know, and if that's how they perceive me, I was like, okay, you know. Um, <laughs> And, you know, if this is from someone who was like, probably, because which I guess it's such a, you know, um, I, I don't know it. Yeah, you know, and, and it, it's, I don't know, it, it took me a while to even, you know, call myself that and think of myself, okay, yeah, you know, um, because yeah, it, it, um, it had a lot of, at first, I felt like connotations that I didn't know that I was really, you know, didn't think of myself that way until I began to go, no, you just sat down and did, you know, uh, really killer meditation and a ritual and uh, to be as new to this path as I have been and I know today uh, I was like message you before and go <laughs> so I did this and like this happened like the next day you know and got some pretty shot like immediate results that were pretty shocking to me awesome. and I'm like hey man you know I might be pretty good at this or you know um, so yeah so it was uh, once I slipped into that mind frame like hey that's right you know um, yeah. it, I'm not so I'm not super into titles but mm-hmm. uh, I certainly don't mind, um, you know, being referred to in that context at all. Did it? Wait, what? Hunter, yeah, I lost go. You. Oh, what did Hunter just say? Did it hit you like an aha moment? Like, oh damn, I'm a witch. Just, just out so yeah. Way. So uh, well, no. Um, you know, realizing once I started to work, um, yeah, for sure. It, it even 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 like surprised me and shocked me. But um. I can go back in 2018, I think it was 2018, we had uh, the big uh, solar eclipse. Mm-hmm. So, so me and a good friend, uh, we found a group that was going to go out um, uh, in South Carolina, kind of like towards the Outer Banks, um, if that's what it's called. But anyway, on the intercoastal waterway. So we, we all did like these kayaking trips and we were gonna go watch the eclipse out on the water um, right there in you know the um, salt marshes. So we, we backed the uh, canoes up, we're all getting ready. We got our little glasses things, you know, to, and I, uh, when, when it happened, um, so the total totality happened and, uh, you know, we're on the water and the, all the animals, the birds thought it was like nighttime. So they went to trees and everything got super quiet. Um, it looked like there was a 360 degree sunrise all the way around us because of the, because of totality. And, uh, all was like spontaneously there was lightning because I guess it was cooling so rapidly 
So oh. it wasn't raining, but there was lightning all over the place. Mm-hmm. And the fish were like jumping all around us. I mean, <laughs> it was, I was like, it, it was overwhelming. And uh, I felt you could feel it. You could feel it in the air that this was something, you know, major and major energy event. Um, and that right there, it, it kind of showed me what's always been there. That, no, you, that something, you know, magical did happen. And now I can recognize it in a whole new way. So that was kind of the turning point for me when I really started to explore a little bit more how all those things are connected. Right. That's awesome. When did you feel like you uh, could call yourself a witch? Because that's what I had a defining moment where a friend of mine who actually says, no, you're a witch. Like we talked and we did stuff and um, about, you know, growing up and how I felt about things. And then from that point on, it made, she made me feel comfortable about saying the word that I'm a witch. Mm-hmm. And that's who kind of drove me to keep on saying, no, no, I'm a witch. And when someone says warlock, you go, no, no, it's a little bit different. You, you explain yeah. it. But did you guys have like a defining moment where one point you're just like, no, I'm a witch. Um, yeah, and I, I reached out to Danae on this because I kind of really started finding, you know, witchy woman. Um, mm-hmm. It all just kind of happened really, really quickly and suddenly. But I, I just finished my altar because at this point I was like, okay, you know, started researching things like that. Um, and um, I had a friend, she was a girlfriend at one time, we're still very good friends. And she, when she was very young, she kind of went through, I, I guess it was more of a trendy thing, but at least I could talk to her about it. You know, she, I didn't sound completely crazy because she had dabbled in it as well and uh we were uh we were hanging out because uh, i live on the beach so we were hanging out just talking one after some after we had dinner and uh i said hey I, you know i want to show you my altar and uh so she came into the room where it's at and like had this weird look on her face and she like ran out of the room right back back on the porch i was like are you okay and she's and she looked at me she's like i felt like i just had like electricity like run through my veins like i just got shocked and I was like, wow, that's okay. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, I don't think it's a bad thing. But the next day, I think I got in touch with you about it. And I was like, mm-hmm. hey, that happened. Certainly wasn't, you know, my imagination. She's not yeah. the type of person that, because it caught her off guard too. Yeah. And uh, I said, okay, well, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe I'm pretty good at this. Maybe I, maybe I set this up. And she was like, no, you, you're, you're definitely this, you know, this has always been there. And she, she kind of said that at first. She's like, no, if, if, if you're going to be a witch, I'm sure you're going to be good at it. <laughs> Awesome. So that was that was my story. What about you, Hunter? Mine was I don't know, four or five years ago. Yeah. And I had always I was raised in a pagan house um, as a child. Um, oh, wow. we, didn't really call cool. it, we didn't call it paganism, but you know, that's what it was. And uh so I started doing some studying on it and it's like, okay, well, now I know how I was raised and what I connect with. So that was kind of my, my aha moment. Yeah. That's awesome. I love hearing these, uh, these things because I've never until, I don't know, cause I really didn't know any dude witches. Like I didn't know any, any until I met you and and until I started the podcast and I started connecting with others, but there was hardly, even when I had my shop, there was, you came in and there was maybe two or three other people, but they weren't like, they were like, witch curious. <laughs> they weren't like all in. Um, but I just think it's, I think it's pretty cool. Like, I don't know. 
I just think it's really cool. And I think a lot of people forget that there are male witches because of mostly because of the media, like TV shows and things like that. You don't get to see a male in a, in a lead witch role. Like I don't even off the top of my head, <clears throat> I can't even think of one. Um, but that's why I wanted to have you guys on here. So as far as the group, <laughs> like I've had to tell them, because I know we forget, like, hey, there are men in here. There's also people who are non-binary, like, you know, addressing the group is just of, hey, 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 group, hey, you know, witches is a lot um, more inclusive. And I think we need to change our language, especially in the pagan and the witchy community. And I kind of talked about it last week, but it dawned on me, like, it, I had an aha, like, oh gosh moment when I was thinking about the sun and the moon, because I was doing a solar, you know, the episode about solar, solar magic. And we think most of the time we're taught man, male energy is the sun and the female energy is the moon. Uh, there are traditions that, you know, that are different, but when you open up, you know, to write a silver broomstick or, you know, all those ones that we read when, we, when I was young, they always drove in that male is sun and moon is the feminine energy. But what do we, I don't know if that's applicable anymore because we have non-binary, we have, you know, people who don't identify as any sex. So I'm trying to figure out how, how we can change our language to in include male witches because a lot of, I think all my groups that I'm in you know at, for podcasts and then the ones in my personal you know I'm just in someone else's group you know is always female and they always address the group as female and I know that there's males in those groups so I think we need to be more um, deliberate or intentional I guess with our pronouns and how we say stuff so I don't know I was thinking that for me, when I think of the sun, I think of direct energy because it's directly, you know, coming at me. And then the moon is indirect. So for, I'm like trying this on for size for like a while. I'm going to try it like when I journal about the moon and the sun. I'm, I'm trying to think about that when I'm building new spells. I'm going to try to think of indirect and direct, you know, and, and try to see how that feels. I don't know if that'll, that'll like stick with my language or not, but what do you guys think? think about that? Well, I mean, I always think of the, the sun and the moon, the earth, the, 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 the earth and the moon holds the, 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 the energy and the sun is giving the energy to those uh, planets and giving us what we have on it. So mm -hmm. we can't really stop being um, male in a certain sense like doesn't right. matter what happens we still were born with the parts unless you know oh, yeah. born. but right. if you're born a male even if you change everything do everything there's going to be things that are always going to be male but we can act like females we can act like things or be like females so why can't the sun be like uh, have a phase where it's more feminine um, and I think our world, we're so much into dividing that line saying you're male, you're female, and yeah. this is how you should act. Like when uh, I've been discussing a lot with my girlfriend lately that why can't I wear a dress and walk around? How many people would look at me funny, but 
would it be so comfortable to have that uh, feeling of address and having this this thing? And and what about nail polish? Who defined nail polish as being this female object? Right. And what we've done to our society and everything else is we've driven this uh, too far to say, you know, there is these definitions. Can we get to a point where male and female is not just a, a frayed line where, you know, it's how you act. There shouldn't be a way how we need to act. It's just, okay, we have a body part of this and I'm dating somebody. And do you have to say it's a female? It's a male? No, it's just, I'm dating somebody. They're a lot of fun. Let's move on with life. That's all you need to know. And when you encounter someone and say the, the, my girlfriend looks a little more manly, like, and you're not quite sure because she dresses a certain way or does a certain way that our traditional male, there should be nothing wrong with that either. Just you're a lovely person. Let's move on with life. And I think that's where we're kind of uh, a stalemate is trying to think of what is male and what is female. Um, right. I've actually had uh, discussions about when you're going to be somebody who's going to transgender is define the idea of what a female is or does in our society and tell me what it is. And there's a lot of people out there that can't even define what a female is supposed to be. So how can we become a female from a male or a male to or a female, the other way around anyways, mm -hmm. to say if we can't even define that alone, you know, why can't we just exist as people versus all these males and females? Yep. I agree. It's very, we're evolving. So I think we're evolving as humans. And I think that our language is too, like you said, it sticks to everybody in their own little box. And that's just the way it is. And I think we're evolving out of our boxes. Like we don't have these boxes anymore. And uh, I think we need to reframe our language around those things to be more inclusive. I'm not sure what the answers are, but it really got me thinking about my craft and how I feel about the things, like you said, like not always is the sun going to feel masculine to me and the moon to me, not always female. Like to me, and I've always felt this, that the full moon to me feels masculine <laughs> and or more masculine. I don't know why, maybe it's more illuminated. I don't know. And like the dark moon for me is that mysterious female-ish energy for, for me personally. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I just, there's so much, there's so many layers that it's like impossible to like unpack in just one episode, <laughs> but, I think but I that's think where down to is it's our individuality. Yes. Um, and like when you said, uh, you know, the, the theme, what, what, sorry, your full moon was feeling more, I feel more masculine on that day. I feel more I masculine that day too. I'd feel more fe feminine that way because yep. it's the energy of the feminine side yep. uh, coming towards you and taking away whatever. Um, so maybe it's just how we interact with it. And mm -hmm. again, one of us is right. Neither one of us is wrong right. and everybody should be okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. There's value to be, there's value to recognize, you know, I mean, what is, uh, one thing I love about the, the craft is it, it, you know, it highlights like the, uh, like the veil between life and death, male and female, you know, that there's not this great separation. I think it's all a lot more connected than what most of us, or what I've certainly have been taught or thought I knew. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'll, I'll give you one. I live in Florida, you know, so mm -hmm. there's many, uh, many days where you'll see the sun and the moon on at the same time. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, that's, you know, and, and now I'll, I'll, I'll never look at that the same way again. I'm like, no, that means something, you know? Oh yeah. It totally. 
guys too so just the idea of the um, the male and the female always being together like they they complement each other as well and um you know be one side too heavy one side too um weak yeah, for sure the yin and yeah. yang you know you want you want balance a duality yep so hunter you have a unique perspective that i would like to ask about that because i know nothing about like Native American practices. And I don't know about the mat, like I know witchcraft. So I know male and female stuff within our um, craft, but as far as Native American traditions go, so I know you have some knowledge of that. Is there a male, do they do male and female centric things? It's all about balance. Every, everybody has the male and female parts of them uh, everything does it's uh, everything has balance everything yeah I think like because I, I don't I'm fascinated by that kind of, that tradition because like when you see all the beautiful artwork and stuff I think it involves a lot of both feminine and masculine components in the artwork so that's why I asked I was like I wondered if it was intentionally blended as well Cool. So, okay. So we, so we've, we've solved the, the language thing. <laughs> Done. Check. So I also wanted to ask you guys how it was. So how was it? Did you like, cause I had to come out basically to like my husband because when he married me, he knew I was weird and I did weird things at night, and, um, but he never really asked until one day he said something and he was like, <laughs> so it's not like you're a witch. And my daughter was like, uh, where have you been? And he's like, wait, what? So I had to come out that way and he's fine with it. And he was fine with it. He was just like, I kind of thought so. So he was good. The rest of my family, not so great. So how did, how did each of you, maybe start with Hunter again. How did your family because you were raised one way and maybe have a different label than you had before how are they how do they act about it my native side of the family perfect with it yeah that's um, how i was raised pagan uh my italian side of the family part of them are uh very strict Catholic, oh. and the other part of them are just spiritual, so they didn't yeah. really either way. Um, and there is Italian witchcraft, too. So. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Actually, I have like a little uh, a, a line on um, a practicing Italian uh, stragaria or whatever it's called. She, so that'll be another episode later. <laughs> nice. I'm excited. So, well, I'm very interested in hearing about that. So. so do, like, when you go to family gatherings and stuff, do, like, if you, do you have Yule at your house? Like, you know how everybody, like, around here, like, holidays are, like, for all your relatives to come over and invade your home and eat a lot of food and not leave on time. So, like, and so it's Christmas, or it's usually the, the Christian holiday that we celebrate. Do you get to celebrate, like, Yule or Samhain with your family, like with your extended family? Extended family, um, we do more of a Yule miss. 
kind of exit. But uh, Samhain's always been something that we just do as our close family or, yeah. and we've thought about doing a ritual at our house or something where we can invite other like-minded people, but that's kind of a close spiritual day for us. Um, Yulmas though, we do it whether family's here or not. And it, mm -hmm. you know, if they don't like it, they can leave. So. <laughs> I, love, I love that. That's all. Awesome. And I love the Yulmas. I like that you can still, like you combined them, for, you know, together. I think that's pretty cool that you you do that for your family. So how about, let's go around that. So Gary, how about you? Yeah, so um, coming from a, and it's, it's, a, it's a kind of a strange dynamic. So my, uh, I was certainly brought up, you know, in, in Christian, I like Southern Baptist, which, you know, we're part of the, the, the Bible Belt kind of thing down here. Um, and, and, but I, I don't, never have, and I still don't view that as a, in a negative context. Like my, uh, my parents, as they've gotten older, they certainly are a lot more, you know, kind of devout um, in, in the Christian and traditional, but it's, uh, but they're also, you know, they're, they're hippies, you know, they were, they were in their younger days. So they're, you know, they've also been very open-minded um, to a lot of things. Um, it just seems like as time's kind of gone by, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a tricky conversation to have with them, but I certainly, you know, if, if my faith were, were, were to ever be put in question by them or anybody, from a Christian standpoint, I, my faith is probably stronger than other ever. And I, I can, I incorporate, mm -hmm. you know, in my rituals and, and, um, and, and prayers and that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I still refer to the, you know, the Trinity and that aspect as well as part of them because there's, they certainly still have a role in my mind and, you know, mm -hmm. my soul in that. So, but to answer your question, as far as the holidays, yeah, we, we definitely do a little more traditional, but it's, it's a lot more really, it's not even about gifts or, or, you know, it's a lot more just about fam just family, being close to family. And we're, we're all very close. Um, yeah. And so for me, I've been able to, uh, you know, I've, I've had a couple of friends and the one I mentioned earlier that I, that I can actually kind of talk to a little bit more mm -hmm. and, and about, you know, more of our, our Sabbaths and, and that kind of thing. And uh, yeah. And then my daughter who is going to be 14 uh, in December, boy, and uh, her and I have been, She's, she's her, her father's daughter and her and I have always been very, very close. I have a son too. And, you know, he's my boy, but her and I are pretty tight. Yeah. And uh, she's very smart, very intuitive. And I, I can, I can already tell she knows dad is he's, he's explored, you know, that something's a little different. Um, so her and I are probably gonna have that conversation pretty soon. And yeah. she, she's probably, she's probably just waiting for it, you know, so it'd be nice, I think, to, uh, to see what her views are on that and, yeah. uh, and that, how it's going to kind of change our, uh, our dynamic a little bit so well, I'm looking forward to it yeah. yeah that'll be cool so how about you how did have you had to come out to anybody oh I, I'm told that with everybody uh, even the guys at work actually it's that's more of an interesting conversation than anything um, because ever since I left uh, school um, and when I was 18 uh, I came back for three months in my house and then ever since that about my own um, I don't really celebrate uh, Christmas too much mm -hmm. So converting into kind of Yule, Samhain, um, and the Sabbaths and the moon and all that kind of thing was just me. Um, and uh, I don't really celebrate all those things mm -hmm. before. I have, um, I've stopped talking to my mother and my father, um, and the only, and my sister. 
And the only other sister I talked to, she is uh, open to all that with the United Church. And then her two daughters are starting to fall into the category of witches as well. And they're, they're quite um, new to the practice, but they're, they're going for it. Mm -hmm. So coming out, it wasn't like I had to tell anybody, Hey, I'm a witch. Um, just the, my mother who through my sisters, they found out and, um, and my sisters are born again as well. So we just don't talk. We just, it, I found it's easier. It's not that I have them ill will, just, they don't fall in my lifestyle. Yep. That's kind of how it is for me. Like my dad and I don't, we see, we don't see eye to eye very much on much <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> um, um, lately. So he doesn't really acknowledge, like I don't hide it obviously, um, but he doesn't really acknowledge it. <laughs> he just kind of is like, oh, that's stupid shit that she does. Um, mm. So she doesn't really, he doesn't acknowledge it. My brother and I never haven't talked for, I don't know, 10 years or so for some different reason. And my sister is, she doesn't really, she talks to me every once in a while, but only when she wants something. <laughs> so um, yeah, we all, we all got those. Yeah. Only when I, I when she needs harder. it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I cuss all the time. It's, <laughs> this is a cuss friendly zone. I don't think I could uh, like not cuss. I mean, yeah, I probably could, but I'd rather not. <laughs> I mean, sometimes, sometimes it's the only way to drive it, you know, yes. to drive that point home. Yeah. Perfect, yeah, the perfect word just has to be said. <laughs> so, so do you, so if anybody is listening, that's a male identifying witch um, and they are brand new. And what one thing could you tell them to maybe help them with being comfortable with it? You want to go first, Hunter? I'll put just you on the spot. <laughs> just be yourself. Don't try to please other people. This is not their craft. This is not a community project. This is your craft. Um, make it your own. I love that. That's good. How about you? I'm pointing like you guys can see the Hollywood square. <laughs> Sorry. Let's go, go in the, the same order we've been in. Gotcha. Okay, I think that would be me. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I guess I would say um, you just don't get too hung up on it. Um, again, uh, I think that it, we're meant to coexist. You know, I think that uh, one thing that the craft has shown me so far is there's so many things are more connected than I ever thought they were. And on a basic fundamental, on a human level, um, you know, uh, men and women, male and female, they're, we're here to complement each other and to, uh, and discover and to appreciate things together, but also, you know, in a way that male and females will. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's not a, I don't view it as a conflict. Um, to just, again, don't, don't get too hung up on it. Like Hunter said, it, you know, everyone, you do, you, you know, everyone, Mm -hmm. discovers and learns in, in their own way and there's really no hey you know right or wrong and no no judgment which is great cool all right what are your thoughts um very similar to everybody else there but um when you have trouble or something comes up that kind of bothers you um like i have in the past you know sit on it meditate find out what why it bugs you and learn more about yourself uh, versus wanting to uh, express it to other people. It's, it's a good time to actually, if you see any kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit like alone, 
figure figure out why you're alone because you're probably not you just haven't reached out to anybody yet and then you start to learn more about yourself and uh, most of the communities of witches out there are very welcoming so as soon as you actually start talking to them and seeing things all of a sudden you find out yeah there are things with you and then you get to do the meditations you get to be with them and talk to them um you still might get some people that are hung up on it but then don't worry about it there's lots of people out there absolutely that's i don't know how like i i mean i practiced without a social like an online community i didn't even have internet when i first started um so <laughs> like when we got i think it was uh aol when we got aol that was like the best thing ever because that was my first interaction with other people that identified the same so that was like the best thing but social media for me is a godsend like it is something that i value because i mean a lot of us are are solitary because there's not enough people or you just don't feel like comfortable or whatever it is but if you want to be involved like sometimes i just really need to feel like i belong to something and like the online communities that i belong to really do do that for me like it would be cool to be able to do it in person, but um, like most of these, like I have one really good friend here um, and she also is along the same, uh, in the same path. And so we can talk a lot about stuff like that, but it's also cool to know that, you know, if she's having a really bad day and I don't want to unload on her, <laughs> but, you know, about something in my witchcraft practice that I can go and ask the group or talk to people within the group about it. And like some of my, like, I consider them some of my best friends are online. And I know that sounds like my, my dad would be like, you can't be best friend with anybody you've never met in person. But I promise you those people that I have connected to have supported me, like, like they got my back and yeah. anybody listening, like online communities for witches are pretty awesome. Like, like you said, I've never really been in one that was real crappy. Um, that wasn't understanding. Um, the only thing I've heard about that's not so friendly is like, uh, I'm not on it, but TikTok, I guess can sometimes <laughs> be, but I'm not on it because I've got enough social media. I don't need that. And yeah. I don't understand it. <laughs> but but well, yeah when, when they started hexing the moon and what no it was weird like did they do that like because i had somebody that i know that had tiktok i'm like please look this up i want you to find the tiktok thing that they said or they did it and i they never could get you know find what it was so i never knew whether it was like an attention thing or, yeah, it's like that attention grabbing, like I'm gonna do something that no one else has done. I know. Or, uh, that's kind of how I took it too. Yeah. 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 Why? 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 Yeah. And Danae, you know, I think uh, we were talking. I think it's just part of the part of the evolution of it, yes. of the craft of yeah. us. You know, it's so well, it's certainly nice. something that that's, to me has been a very a, a great tool as well. I mean, I wouldn't have met you. I wouldn't have met you guys. You know, so great. Yeah. I. I cannot be, I can't express how thankful I am to the witchy pagan communities online because there's always somebody that knows something that you don't. Like if I have a question about something, I'd be like, wait, I know who to ask. <laughs> so, Sharon is caring. 
Yes, there's so many beautiful minds out there with so much differing experience that I'm a nerd. I am an information nerd, so I'm constantly learning from other people in different groups. So for me, it's like a constant, like I'm feeding constantly on, you know, different information and it and it has introduced me to parts of my craft that I would never have even thought about doing, like different practices and different things that I do like at my altar I'm like oh wait that sounds like a really cool idea I think I will try that you know that kind of stuff so for me it has it has been a really big um contributing factor in the evolution of my own like my personal practice here in my house so, no, I could, couldn't agree more I'm very very thankful um for all of it um what was that uh the witch's voice. Did anybody ever do like that? Which which box is what it the website was clear back? I mean, I think no. they closed it down finally. Mm. But that's they used to list. Um, I tried to do a, a, a meetup when I was in college because they listed all of the local meetups for witches there too. You could like go on there and find your local Nebraska and then drill down. And I was going to school in Kearney and I wanted to so badly. And I just chickened out. I'm like, I could, I never did do it. And I'm like, man, thinking back, I'm like, I wish I would have had the like cojones to just get up and go do that. But <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't, I feel like a lot of things just happen the way they do because that's the way they're supposed to happen. So I'm sure there was a reason that I didn't, I'm being, solitary has really, I don't know how about you guys, but being solitary has made me do a shitload of research on my own and, and learn things the hard way, which stick with me better. Is that the same with you guys? Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know about it. We're learning the hard way. I just find my own way. Yeah. Um, you know, when you have so many things then like uh, it, it, when we grew up in a uh, Christian background, you know, there's this Bible that tells you this is all the things that you're supposed to do. This is how you're supposed to do it. Now you go into, okay, there is 20,000 books out there. Um, <laughs> each one may not be what you are, but it may relate to something you may want to do one day. Mm -hmm. So you just learn to do it your way. Um, and then the more you learn like about how the moon reacts with you and then as you kind of feel your your energy kind of changing or getting more in tune to things um i found myself out in that three o'clock in the morning i was working late um in the snow uh, you know staring up at the moon trying to release whatever anger i had out that on that day and i could feel this draw from the moon taken away and that's like at one point you're just like well yeah it's that's kind of what it's all about um you know the energies and everything else around you and so no one, no one could have told me, okay, you're having a bad day. Go outside in the freezing <laughs> cold, look up at the moon and, and see what happens. You know, oh, yeah. I just, you just do things uh, that feel right at the moment. Yep. Um, you know, even growing the right plants, uh, growing this or doing whatever you're doing. No one can tell you it's right or wrong. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, there's a whole lot more to it than a bunch of thou shalt nots, you know? Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of more. Try it. See if it works. <laughs> Yeah. I've read the Bible many, many times. Let me tell you, it, it, it's, uh, it's taken on a completely different meaning when I realized how, yeah. how more connected it was. Nice. That's, that's everything cool. else. So, so if you guys, so I'm a, I'm a book nerd too. Um, Brad says addict, but whatever. Um, 
do you guys have, does, do each of you have a favorite, like I'm always getting, always getting messages. What books do I recommend? I have so many that it's hard for me to like narrow down my favorites. I can, what do you guys recommend or what are you reading now if you are reading one? My favorite book of all time would be Black Elk Speaks. Ooh, I'm gonna write, okay, I'm gonna write these yeah, down. Me too, that sounds interesting. What's it called? I'm, very, I'm still very new, so I'm, I'm taking it all in. What's it called? It's called Black Elk Speaks, and it's not really along the lines of the craft, uh -huh. but it is about uh, Lakota Medicine Man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kind of shamanistic type? It, it goes into his visions. and Okay. Um, a vision he had about the tribe and he nice. was actually at Wounded Knee Massacre. Oh, wow. So oh, wow. Yeah, I gotta check that out. Visions. Um, John G. Nyhart is who wrote that. And uh, he wrote several good books, but Black Elk Speaks was the best one for me. Cool. Yeah, I have some Sioux, uh, Sioux in the, and ancestry on my uh, mother's side and it's something I really want to re research and get into more. Um, so, what is yours? What is your favorite book or book you're reading right now? Um, I'm reading uh, reading the Solitary Witch, which is again, it's a uh, for me, it's it's really fundamental, but um, it, it it does a great job of covering all the different things it means to be uh, um, you know to be a witch and to be in this craft and practice it and how it uh, how it relates to yourself, mm -hmm. uh, family, people that are of that mindset, people that aren't. Um, you know, and I try to think about it, it all from all aspects. And if I had to critique it, the only thing it's, it's a little, and Danae, you, it's a little, little fluffy, you know, maybe a little uh, fluffy at times Yeah. where, but, but, you know, I think it's important for me to, uh, again, to get some, some fundamentals first and then, you know, go from there. Um, so it's been, it's been a very good starter book for anyone again, who's still new to this journey. So. Cool. Well, thank you. How about you? What what's your favorite or one you're reading? Um, I'm not a big reader. Um, so I have several books stacked up to from yeah. Dragon the Fairies to Solitary Witch to Kitchen Witch. And it seems like every once in a while it one draws me to it and mm -hmm. I'll open up a page about something. And I'm like, oh that's what I need right now. Um oh, cool. so I feel like almost all my learnings also come from my guides and other things. Okay. Uh, um, so it, it's kind of, I don't do a lot of reading, but I put on a lot of meditation and there'll be times I just hear my guides kind of talking and it's like, okay, I, I should be doing something different right now. And trying to listen to them is, is the more important part. No, kind of taking the a la carte approach, you know? Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's like the YouTube videos you can watch on things. And oh, yeah. I've actually been idea of trying to figure out um, just, I listen to your podcast each week and then other ones. And it's actually really hard to find something to connect to yeah. because uh, one doesn't suit you. This one doesn't suit you. Yeah. Um, so then after a while, it's like, well, what do I do? And then, yeah, it's like I said, I seem to be always the one, just, this is how I do it. And everybody goes, where do you come out with that? I'm like, I don't know. I just, that's how I do it. Oh, that's pretty cool. I think the next one. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, I think the next one I'm probably going to read. And I mentioned this one to you the other day, uh, today is by Devin Hunter. It's called 
the Witch's Book of Power, right. and he's written a series. Yeah. But I, I read kind of an excerpt from it, and it was just talking about, hey, you know, we, one of the reasons most of us, for being honest, get into the, the craft is because we are looking for power, whether it's power to change yeah. yourself, whether it's power to change your circumstances, and that, that there's this negative, you know, connotation about wanting to, to find power. And, and like, it's like, he's like, no, no, that's okay. You know, it's okay to, to, for, to it's okay to say that. It's okay to desire that. Yes. Um, as long as, you know, again, it's for the right reasons and the reasons oh, that yeah. we feel like. So I think I'll probably get that one next. And it uh, looks very interesting. That one I've been eyeing because you go to his website, you can get a signed copy. And I really, really like that just, I want a signed copy super bad. That one. And I have uh, uh, the Psychic Witch that's on my, in my cart to get. So those are the two that I've got coming. <laughs> That I, but I want to just, so your, your haphazard way of, of reading that it's, we were taught in our school that you can take a book and ask a book. What is the thing? Like, if I want to know, um, should I do X, you know, this thing I want to do. So you open up a book and you just go like that. And if it stop, you stop at whatever page it stops at and you look down and whatever you see is what you were supposed to see. So well. The crystal Bible is one that I do often yeah. about that. So yeah. if I'm looking for a crystal or someone says, Hey, what, what kind of crystals do I need for this? I'll actually go to one, two or three. I'll flip it open. All of a sudden I'll be like, Oh, that's the one it is. That, uh, that's what that works for you. Yep. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I had never that is done cool. that before because I'm a control freak. I got to have like, what page do I need? And then when they told us I could do a, like they wanted me to do readings and then do use, use, that particular technique and it like my mind went bing. Um, but then when I started actually trying it, it's kind of cool. So, and I haven't even, I haven't thought about that since, since well, then. That reminds it's, me even the, it's even like the tarot cards when someone goes yeah. to read a tarot card and there's these like little pages at the very back, the booklet. Yeah. And first time exploring it, I kept on reading them going, that, that doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. um, so then one of my friends suggested at the time, why don't we just do it of what you interpret the cards to be? Yes. Um, so then we started doing that, then things started rolling with, uh, the, that idea. Uh, so it's like, it feels like the same way. You just kind of let it naturally go. Yep. I, I like doing awesome. that because it's freeing. It makes you feel like there's no wrong answer. It's just kind of flowing with it. And that's pretty empowering. I think when you're just kind of flowing and you don't think about rules. Yeah, for sure. I know since I've started on this journey that you know, messages or signs or they, uh, at least for me, they haven't really been so subtle. They've been like pretty like yeah. <laughs> literal and, and, you know, sometimes you, you, sometimes probably, I think when you don't look too hard, yeah. um, and you just let it, you know, kind of come to you. I've had some, some answers that came to me, you know, and like a neon sign rather than, <laughs> oh man, I just got to wait. I got to be patient see what this means. Take it. No, no. You know, so that might be a good approach for me to try to, because it seems to really come Why, in. Like, I'm sorry have that envision of something uh, around me trying to give me a message. I'll see something. And um, I one time saw something and I, I was seeing it for like um, about a month before I said to one of my friends, like, Hey, I keep on seeing this thing. What is it? Then she started telling me what it was because she's a little more talented than I am at that point. Yeah. And it, it started making sense. Like they're, they're talking to me. That's how they're talking to me. Yeah. So, and my animal guides, that's how they come to me. I'll just be sitting there driving to work and I'll see like, um, the, let's just say gorilla 
dance around in a point of like anger and you're just like okay what's going on oh oh sorry that's that's the guide i need to talk to him and then you go into you go to meditation and you start to see um the only time i've i guess i'm struggling lately uh work's getting a little intense but my friend called me up and says start talking to this creature and it was kind of like okay why am i doing that and as soon as i did that oh okay i see why and then it mm. came it's always just around a little bit and then they did they just disappear and then another one comes in and they, you know they float around but then there's those other ones that are always behind you that you know are kind of every once in a while you feel like that tap on the shoulder going like okay you have to do this now or push you a little bit further to keep going into uh some work that's cool that's awesome i love involving animals in my i'm an animal I love all animals. I even have started like note ropes. Like to me, snakes scare me, but lately I'm fascinated with them. Like I'm afraid of them. I had one actually go. So if any of you know the symbolism of this, because I didn't look it up because I don't know, there's a bull snake that actually went, like I opened my front door to go like change the sprinkler. And she was sitting right there at my door I scared her. She scared me. She immediately was like, and I ran like across to the other lawn because I was afraid. But so then I came in my back door and I came and I'm like looking out my window and she like crawled across my um, front door, went into my like flower bed and just hung out there. And it scared me. So I didn't go in my front yard the rest of the day, but scared the shit out of me. I'm sure it was a, there was something because since then my husband found an entire huge uh, bull snake skin with a shed and like Mm. it's complete. You can see the eyes where it was. It's beautiful. Oh, cool. I found a small one in the yard that I kept. Well, I think that sometimes we like to look into things that are may not be signed. It could be just like you have a lot of um, uh, prey in your area for that snake. Yeah. But in the same time, it does teach you maybe that the idea that the snakes and bees scared of it, like the snakes, uh, drakes and weirs and all that is related all to the dragons. And um, I do a lot of um, communication with some of the dragons. So that's another thing that kind of inspires me when I see lizards or creatures like that is just their form of dragons that are here still here. Yeah, that's cool. And serpents, serpents obviously have history and, you know, in biblical, um, and uh yeah and like you know back uh, it was always like the the garden of like what you know uh garden of eden with the uh, the tree of knowledge of good and evil right and that was always in the in the bible was cast or we were taught as a negative you know uh you know you're you're you know we're not meant to see this we're not meant to know whereas no i you know like why would we not you know we were also given brains and we were given you know uh intuition and all these things you know and and uh this, so I, I started to view that a little different as that whole story of the serpent. That to me um, could be a symbol of like new knowledge you may be about to. That's kind of know, what come on, come to a right come to know, you know, kind of an opening or epiphany type of thing might be headed your way. Does it have any like Native American significance? I'm not Native. I don't think I have. I have way back, <laughs> but. <laughs> Snakes do, do, but I'm not a snake person. I I just, (laughs) I'm scared to death of them, but fascinated. I don't know. Um, Lilith, so I work with Lilith quite a bit, and one of her symbols is the snake. So I took it at the time, I'm like, okay, 
because I've been working with her a lot. Maybe that was one of her, you know, symbols that yes, she's around. Um, but scared the shit out of me because those if you've <laughs> ever been around a bull snake they hiss and they sound oh, yeah. like a rattler and we don't have any rattlesnakes around here because bull snakes kill rattlers but they make you a, just if i drive like 45 minutes south there's rattlers over there so i've i've been around them plenty so it doesn't matter if i know it's a bull snake or not i still like run like my ass is on fire because i think it's a <laughs> freaking rattlesnake. snake <laughs> I know that like my husband even he's like why are he's he picks them up like he'll pick them yeah. up well that's a defense mechanism they have to, you know they they want to look very scary so that you won't you know. they <laughs> so you will run the other way even they really you know are pretty harmless they had to humans, look like a, you wouldn't think of yeah I had my pajamas on no shoes I ran across to the little old lady's yard across the street and then went up the sidewalk and around because I'm like in my head I was like she definitely followed me so I didn't want to go back in my yard at all so I went all the way around the block to my backyard and went through there to, to come nice. back because I was so scared. But is it the bull snake or just snakes in general? Snakes in general we're around bull snakes the ones that we have here that are aggressive make sounds. So I think that's part of me is like, I hear that sound. And when we were kids, we we're always told, you know, don't go play here. Cause there might be snakes. Don't go there. Cause there might be snakes. So we would play at my mom's grandma, uh, my mom's mother's place. And there, there have or rattlesnakes all over. So I don't know if that's what like ingrained it into me that they were all dangerous or, or what, because I can see a water snake, which is, other than they stink like hell, there's nothing wrong with them. They won't hurt you. They don't even hardly have any teeth, but I still will like jump clear up if one of them pops out. So I don't know. I've had a little baby one stay. So normally I would not have been comfortable enough to leave it and to let it hang out, but I have a very small one. It's like this big and she liked to crawl up like my half wall outside in my patio and hang out inside all my baby plants, like in their little pots. And normally I would have had my husband go take the snake somewhere else so I didn't have to deal with it, but I let it stay all summer and we kind of coexisted. So for me, that was kind of a big deal because <laughs> I knew it was there when I would go out to water my plants. I'm like, I know you're here, snakey. And I would just water things and, and go. But I saw it pretty much, you know, every week, two or three times, and I haven't seen it in a while. So I'm guessing the cold maybe drove it underground or something. I don't know, but usually it's a big deal for me to leave it and not have him move it for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's what it is, learning to exist with, because uh, I, I find when we start to talk about uh, the animals that people fear, it's <laughs> always something that is very unlike us. Like what other creature just has no arms and no legs and runs around. Um, but it's so far from us uh, as bipedal creatures that we have a hard time concepting it. And the more you get involved with them and touch them and go and see them, the, the more you, you just like learn more really cool things about them. Like even the venomous snake, why they have the little air vents, um, why they do things, how they even evolved from uh, one you know snake into all of these massive things around the world like a boa constrictor versus anacondas how they all did that and what size they used to be um i find all those things fascinating i find that 
being on this path has been, I w I've always been a nature centric animal lover person, but I think since being on this path, really um, committing myself to it has made me a lot more open to other animals existing around me, like the ones that are scary to me. Like I don't kill spiders. I love spiders, by the way. My husband's the one that's scared of those. Um, but I love all of those things more, I think, because I see the connection. And what has taught me that is this particular path. Um, I think that's one thing that Christianity never did when I was growing up and they were talking about it. That never taught me the connection. And maybe for other people it does. But for me, it never did. And then when I started on this path, it made me be more aware of all of the other animals and their the other sentient beings in this world besides us and um, how we're all connected. So I try to be more respectful. <laughs> Have you as a witch tried to communicate or break through their barriers to see how they're doing it? Like you almost hear their voice, their, their personality coming through. Cause so, I know I, yeah. I've done that. I've actually fed uh, like a spider one time and you can almost hear him what he was saying as he's going along. That is pretty cool. So I've never tried to talk to anything I'm scared of. But like my dog or my cats, things that I'm, or my horses especially, those are the ones I'm really, really connected to. So I know when they're hurting, like by just walking into their pen, I, they, I don't know how it works, but it's like they're telling me that, okay, my tummy hurts or my leg hurts or, you know, this thing happened yesterday and I will just know what happened. Um, so that's as much, that's about as much communication as, as I've tried, I should try to, like, next time I see a snake, I should really try. The bull snake, when it comes up, you just sit there and see if you can communicate with it. That would be pretty cool. Now I kind of want it to come back. <laughs> <laughs> just for one day. No. It might take a bit, though. Right. It might take a while for me to get comfortable enough to do that. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure my spirit animal may be an otter. I had a really cool experience. Um, Last year, uh, we were uh, diving and snorkeling in a place called Rainbow River, mm -hmm. and Florida's full of these beautiful springs. I mean, just you know, crystal clear water. But uh, this, we were scooting along, and uh, I was diving down, looking at a really interesting-looking turtle. And uh, I mean, just out of nowhere, this family—I mean, there must have been at least six or seven of, them of otters—came like oh, cool. swimming around. And uh, I guess Dad, like Papa Otter, oh, was uh, yeah. He, I mean, and they swim so graceful. I don't know if you guys have ever seen otters like in their, in, the, in their, their habitat. But yeah, he came swimming up. I'm like, and was just like checking me out, making sure I was not going to, you know, harm the family. Yeah. And, but I, and I'm, and uh, the friend I was with actually managed to get, uh, uh, she had a Go, GoPro camera, mm -hmm. got it on camera. It was, I, I, I go back and I watch that like at least once every couple of months because it was just like amazing. I think the idea of a spirit animal is pretty cool. Like I, yeah. I don't yeah. know, I guess horses, that's all, that's the thing I connect to the most. Right, for yeah. sure. I get a lot of my, um, like when I want to feel confident or I feel sad, anything, if I feel anything bad in my head, like if I need to go get centered and grounded and get empowered, then I go, even if it's just go sitting with them, I love to listen to them chew. It sounds gross, but I love to listen <laughs> like eat their food and just hang out with them like that. Even that gives me a peace of mind. I like no, horses are so really you like one of animals. Chew by your ear. 
Right. They do. So I have Ah. one that likes to touch my face. Like he'll take his (laughs) little lips and do this. Like, it's probably not smart of me to allow him to do it, but I've had him since he was like nine months and he's what 17 now, but he will kind of give me like horse kisses. He'll like nuzzle. So cute. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will let you go. I don't want to keep, take your entire night up. Thank you so much. I, I really, really enjoyed chatting with you guys. It's, it was enlightening to hear like your take on what it's like being uh, ident- male identifying in our community. Um, it just got me thinking the other day when that, when they said, Hey ladies, the other day, that's what triggered me to like, I'm like that, that kind of like triggered me into going, okay, we probably should talk to some male identifying witches and, and be, it needs to be more, um, I don't want to say mainstream, but I think there needs to be more conversations that include everybody <laughs> in general. So well, I know the two guys there, I, I actually had a question for uh, them is if they have ever done any past life regression and discovered that they were females on and how does that kind of play on how you are right now? Because um, being finding out I may have been female, a couple of ones or more, you know, how the gender thing becomes um, less lessened, I guess. Man, it's uh, I, I have not um, only because I'm that's something I'm new to. I would certainly like to do that, um, but at the same in the same day, it would not surprise me at all. I mean, you know, I I play a, a rock star on the weekends. I dress up in tight pants and whatever, and, and dance around and prance around, you know, as a, as a singer for bands and stuff. So. Uh, you know, uh, it would not surprise me at all. Yeah, if uh, there's somewhere back there that uh, that was the case, <laughs> maybe it explains a lot. Right? <laughs> yeah. Have you, Hunter? Have you done past life work? Yeah, I have. Um, but every reading that I've ever had done, my wife and I were always together. That's uh, so cool. Going clear back. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, every yeah. one I've ever had done, even even when she's not there. Yeah. Sounds like you got a soulmate there, man. That's awesome. No kidding. That's pretty awesome. We do. Well, so I do it through. For you, have you ever had uh, done past life and got the male side of it? I have. So but the way um, I have been exposed to that is through hypnotherapy. So that's a, something that I specialize in is is past life aggression. And I use hypnotherapy and then the oh, client, wow. you guys like, if, so I was the client at one point and I had, I went under and I was telling the practitioner about a time when I was a dude and I was like super poor and I stole a lot and my husband, my wife, was like sitting over my bed and I was kind of in my mind thinking about how I wished I could have made her life better and how I wished, you know, I could have done better for her. And she was just there comforting me and it was, I was dying and that's why I was thinking all those things and I actually died. Um, I, I had relived being a dude and then dying. So it definitely was, I woke, you know, and when she brought me back, she was like, do you remember that? And I remembered most of what I had said and she was like, you know, had asked me that question, like, how do you feel about, you know, being a male in a past life? And at first it was just like weird because being in a man's body, like 
it was just one weird because I hadn't really experienced, you know, thought about that. Um, but, but then it like, once I sat with it, it felt, it felt normal. Like after you start thinking about it, it kind of like makes a lot of sense because there's a lot of parts of my life where I do a lot of masculine things. Um, and I have no problem doing them. Um, and that's just part of what's, that's how we grew up here. Like in ranching communities, girls do the same things most of the time as the guys do. So that's kind of how I, w I grew up. But I'm also, I don't think it expect, and maybe that's why I'm bisexual. I don't know. I've never thought about the sexual component of that, but um, that maybe have, maybe that has something to do with my sexual preferences. I don't know. That's a good, that's, that's something for my therapist on. on it's fascinating. <laughs> okay, guess what? We're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, he, so he knows that I, that I do this podcast. He knows that I'm a practicing pagan witch. So all of this is new to him and he takes it in stride. So I have to, like, I know Bob doesn't listen to my podcast, but I got to give Bob props for being open-minded and, and, uh, uh, addressing some of the things that because everybody has things in their life even in their spiritual life that it's nice to be able to talk to a therapist about so he gets a lot of new firsts that he gets to check off during our uh, sessions <laughs> so. well, maybe the identification of a uh, bisexual should just turn into someone who uh, is willing to love exactly and that's it. because uh, it shouldn't matter what we're what sex we're in love with or dating so right. And that's kind of like, I never even, I mean, I knew that's the label that it was. It Actually, when I was young, I did not know the label because we live in an area that there's, you know, straight people and gay people. And when you're right. like that young, especially. Everybody's in the box. Yeah, everybody's in a box. And back then you didn't really talk about it. Like it was just not talked about. So I didn't really know what to call it. I knew that it was both for me. Um, but then as I got older, of course, I could read things and knew about it but yeah it makes me wonder if because of the past lives being a different gender does affect that in right. I don't know well I've actually thought about the idea of um, what it takes to be someone who is bisexual or whatever but uh, there is I leave myself open to the idea of one day if a guy comes along that says oh my god you know I'm so attracted to you I could date you mm -hmm. but that has come up for me I don't find them attractive I don't find in and it's almost like I put myself in the the, the the idea of like someone really close to your face going about to kiss them could <laughs> you do it and if you feel that way then it's like okay and but then there's a label of who they are it doesn't matter who they are it's how you feel about them exactly like it's not something so that's that... bisexual kind of I want to take that aware away almost I just want to get to the point where people just say I'm in love with somebody and you're just like oh great let me, let's meet that person that and that's it that's all that would be beautiful. Right. Yeah. That would be beautiful. We could just get to that point. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly. <laughs> like, come on, humanity. <laughs> There's only 7 billion of us. You know, it could happen overnight. <laughs> right. Oh, man. But it all starts. The best thing I ever heard about changing the world was from a Buddhist at, the mo at a monastery I stayed at. And he said, because I asked him, I said, how do you change the world when it's just such a shit show? Like it is, it's just a shit show. And I asked him, I said, how do you change it when you're not, I have no power. I'm just one person. I'm not important. I don't have money. I'm not political. And he said, you 
change your life first. You said change your life to make it better so that you're in a place to make other people feel the comfort or the freedom to make their life better. So treat people kindly and they'll, you'll be the example for them. Um, and just make your close circle. He says, make all of your friends feel loved and secure. And um, by doing that, by changing your small circle, then maybe they were, you know, there's people in your friend's circle that are not that you're not included so then they're going to treat their their friends that way and then it's like a pond and the ripple thing but when he said that it really because he said how did he word it he said political the world is a play for the political people and we're not in it we can't we're not we're not in it we're not written in it we're not have any part of making these plays we're just we are who we are and because we're not in charge of that, we should, you know, do your best, vote. That's what he says, vote, do your thing, do your civic duty, but to change the world, you have to change your small circle first, which really stuck with me. Because I was at the, that point when I was talking to him, I was having like a, a crisis, you know, because I felt like I wanted to change the world so bad and I didn't know how. And I was really feeling like a failure in life because I had no idea where to even start, you know? And when he told me that, it's just like, it's common sense, but having a super smart monk guy with like five degrees or PhDs tell me that gave me the freedom to go, okay, I don't have to like do all the things. I can do the things within my circle. And it just, change that whole that whole trip changed my life i feel that uh, i've always known that uh, to change the world it first starts with one idea yes. if you and and as soon as that one idea happens willing to be um you you do what you have to do and there's got to be somebody around that's going to go question you or follow you or whatever else and then you say like your small circle becomes a bigger circle bigger circle. but we got to have those people that are willing to go i have one idea yep. let me show and if you just show one person and get the, the courage to show one person or talk about it to that one person, it will escalate and keep going. Because I can't imagine anything we have around us didn't start with one idea. Absolutely. Because I'm sure, you know, caveman sat there one point when, let's make fire. How do we do that? I got an idea. Right, right. Yeah. Nope, I love that. I think that's good. Yeah, I think uh, non-judgmental and real, un real unconditional love is very contagious. It is. It can, it's, it's, it's so hard for us to love everybody. It's so easy for people to hate other people. Sure. You know, yeah, exactly. It's so hard for people just to go, I can love you. Like, it's, it's. Yeah, we don't have to agree on everything. No. We certainly don't have to. We're all different. That's what makes us, you know, awesome. Yes. If everybody was the same, it'd be freaking boring. So yeah, boring. I'd check out. Boring. I'd be on to the next plane, you know. Right? Like, I'm done. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I am hungry. <laughs> go feed my face. <laughs> Maybe watch some Netflix with the hoodie. No, thank you so much for doing this. I really, really appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. no, thanks. Thank you. Appreciate it. Nice, nice to get to know you all my fellow witches. I want to give all three of them a big giant thank you again. I really, really enjoyed our chat. I had a lot of like aha moments <laughs> when I was thinking about the way I interact with the community in general and how I need to be more inclusive. So thank you so much. I hope that everyone 
else really enjoyed it as well and and got you thinking about the um gender aspects of our practices and how that fits with the evolution of who we are now as a humanity as a whole we're changing we're evolving and and how does that fit like does it need to change do things need to change as far as the language we use and the gender labeling that we um tend to to attribute to different uh celestial bodies and energy in general. So let me know what you think. I would love you guys to talk about this. Um, If you would like to join our free group on Facebook, it's the Witchy Woman Friends Group. Click on that and we definitely are going to have a a discussion about that this week. Um, Gender roles and gender identity with spirituality and our, our labeling that we do. So um, if you would like to also please head over to my Facebook page, Witchy Woman Podcast. Give that a like because Facebook algorithms love it when you like it. So <laughs> that's how I get found is when people like my page. <laughs> like me. <laughs> I sound desperate, don't I? Anyway, um, also I'm on all the other social medias or not all of them because I'm too tired to do all of them, but I'm on Instagram, Twitter. Um, I think I even have a Pinterest account and, um, but mostly I'm here on, I'm on Facebook and, and on Instagram. So, um, later today, so this is Tuesday, later today I will be on Instagram going live, just doing a quick, uh, kind of just an open chat, maybe pull some cards, stuff like that. So I'm going to try to do that every Tuesday on Instagram unless some crap pops up in my live and I can't do it, (laughs) which I will let you guys know. Um, So anyway, I hope to see you guys uh, on the live later and yeah. Oh, wait, one more thing before you guys, I know I mentioned at the, like the beginning of the last episode, but I totally forgot this time, but please check out our sponsors. Go to Witchy Woman Podcast and click on the sponsors page. Click on each one of their links. They are all going through, all three of these women are going through a rebranding with, uh, and, and kind of like a transformation of their businesses. So I would really love it if you guys could just click on their links, give them some love. Um, so it's Shelly Leggett, Brandy Burrow, and Rena Dwelly. So check them out. Even if you're just going and clicking on their websites, it, it gives them um, their websites a little traffic and, and really helps them out. So um, they are going through a beautiful transformation with their businesses and we really appreciate your support. I guess that's all I have to yap about today. So as always, stay witchy. Bye-bye.